Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Previously on In The Moment. Thank you for listening to part three of In The Moment. Welcome to part four. Who's next? Now time for relationship talk. Heard a question the other day that I wanted to ask you. It's kind of deep. Have you ever dated someone... Who elevated you? Yeah. You have? Yeah. In the sense of pushing me to be a better version of myself? Yeah. Yes. I don't think I have. Oh, that's sad. It felt sad when I thought about it. I'm being honest. Like, <laughs> Are you serious? I am. I saw a tweet. No woman that's added value to your life. Okay, I don't want to say that. Okay. I don't want to say that. I saw a tweet that said something to the extent of, my therapist asked me that. It was a young lady who tweeted it. Have you ever dated someone who elevated you? And she said it messed her up because she had to say no. And I was like, yo, that's kind of wild, right? And you think of in terms of, because we always have these dating dynamics between a man and a woman. And, you know, the man sees it one way, the woman sees it another way. I saw these TikToks of five things a woman should never do if she's in a healthy relationship. Five things a man should never have to do if he's in a healthy relationship. And the basis of both of them was the person should be elevating you, right? Not adding value. I've had that. Okay. You're bringing something. Yeah, right. I'm not dating someone who's not bringing anything. But I mean someone who, like, I can legit say I found so much growth in dating that person that the fact that we didn't even work out was worth it because of the level I went to from having experienced them in my life. I've never had that. Wow. Nah. And I, I'm not saying it like I went into it with that mindset, right? Like I just dated who I, whoever I met at the time that I thought was worthy of dating. But I never, when I was younger, was truly thinking to myself like, okay, I see what I'm giving them. And I don't know if other men struggle with this. I don't know if other women struggle with this. I'm not sure. but And I'm not even blaming my exes at all. I'm blaming me because I take full accountability in who I've chose, right? right. A lot of people don't like to do that. Well, they hurt me. They did this. They did. Well, you chose them, right? Like I chose them. But if I'm looking back on it, I can literally point to the times when women I dated seriously have come back and said, yo, I appreciate you. I ain't even going to front. Like, I ain't know it at the time. And I used to hate your mind sometimes. You used to get on my nerves. But, yo, you taught me so much. Or now I see things differently. I move like this. I just want to let you know. Thank you. And when I was younger, to be honest, I didn't take that well. I used to get mad. So it's like, oh, now you see it. That's how I felt. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, yeah, convenient to get, for you to get it now. But then as I've gotten a little older and I've matured a little bit, I'm like, damn. Well, that's what you want. All right? If you have to spend time with someone and you both have to go separate ways, I mean, obviously, unless they ran your heart through the mud, you typically want them to have learned something from you. You want to have been some type of uh, significant to their life. But if I'm looking back on it, no, I kind of went out my way to make my relationships work in a way of, I don't think anybody ever supported me or held me down or was really helping me get to it or see life differently or mentoring me or schooling me or giving me game. I don't think I ever really had that in a relationship. And maybe that's why I haven't found a relationship that has worked. 
So I was curious as to if you've ever had that and what it felt like. Ooh. At the time, with the first the first time I experienced this, I've only experienced it twice. Um, I didn't realize it until after we broke up that everything that I experienced in our relationship and what we went through was actually her pushing me to be a better person. And in turn, I was growing as a person and becoming better. And even more so that even after we broke up, she was still pushing me to be a better person. Wow. And she was still doing things that I was like, this is actually helping me. That's deep. Um, And then once I finally realized that, that's why I was like, damn, yeah. I learned a lot from this. I yeah. learned a lot from you, you know. Um, And I appreciated that. See, there's beauty in that. And I think sometimes we have to put our pride aside and kind of see if there was something there in situations that didn't work out, right? Sometimes they, they just don't work out. Mm-hmm. Like you have to say goodbye for whatever reason. But could you take something from it? And that's what kind of messed me up the more I thought about it was as I started to really kind of shift through my experiences with men and women and things I've heard them say uh, post-breakups and things of that nature, I feel like it's been, in my experiences, more common for a man to walk away from a situation and have learned more about not only himself but how to be with a woman successfully, Mm -hmm. right? Than the woman did. Normally, the woman walk away like, I ain't learned nothing from this. Yeah. Right? But the man walk away, and now he take it to the next woman, and he got something. And now she like, you got to be kidding me. Right? Like, that's kind of the norm. Where So for me, I'm like, damn, I need to evaluate myself. Because I'm not certain that I've been in a relationship where I took more away from it than she did. Like, I really had to think deep about that. In fact, I'm pretty confident I haven't. She walked away have learning like having learned a lot. Whereas me, I walked away with more questions than answers. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting question that at some point in life everyone should ask themselves, especially if they are in a place of evaluating their past relationships and trying to figure out what they were, what they were worth, you know. Did they elevate you? Because if the person is not elevating you, well, what are they doing? Right. Ultimately, they're either holding you back or you're you're elevating yourself and carrying them. Either way, shouldn't we all be with someone who elevates us? A hundred percent. That's what I thought. Who's next? All right, now it's time for the sick old award. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just there. I brought a couple of them with me today, Katie. Couple. Yeah, I got a couple sicko awards in the bag. Hold on while I get them out. All right. First one is going to... Katie. What? Oh, let me see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought... I thought this was a shoe in. Oh. I thought it was, you know what I mean? Like, you're uh, sick. You're going sicko. She was sick. <laughs> Yo, and... Katie shares this award with anyone, man or woman, who went out for Halloween and at your big age, <laughs> you still haven't figured out how to have a good Halloween weekend without throwing up or ending up on the bathroom floor somewhere with your ass out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if... If you still seem to be struggling with how to get through Halloween without ending up 
nasty and disgusting on Monday. Hey, this sicko award is for you. All right? Okay. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure out what you got to do. You should not be sick after Halloween. I'm not done. I know. This other sicko award is going to two people. So there was a news report about a manager at McDonald's who was moving crack in the fries. <laughs> no. True story. Katie, the man was stuffing crack in the fries. Um, he obviously gets one of the sicko awards, and the last one goes to the lady whom she appeared to have been on her way to the McDonald's, so they stopped her and said, ma'am, this McDonald's is under a little bit of heat right now because there was a manager in there selling crack. Katie, that lady did the worst acting job I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yo, she said, crack? <laughs> oh, no. In there? From him? In fries? I can't believe it. Yo, you know she showed up to get an extra large fry. That's what she wanted. With a side of crack. Yeah. Wait. Yo, she was so bad. All right. I don't worry about it. Not everybody's sick. I don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. All right, so, well, I was reflecting. That's why it's called um, reflective moment of the week. Yeah, makes sense. And I think there's three types of friends in life. That's the conclusion I think I've come to. I'll tell you why. First off, I was listening to... Mila Kunis? Yeah, Mila Kunis. Yeah. I'm always afraid to say her name. I like her. And she was doing an interview, it was a clip I saw, where she had basically spoke to how when she became successful, her parents still wouldn't let her pay for anything. Your parents, they never took a dime from you. Never. Which is unusual when you think about their economic situation. We you were think, really poor and right. I had money. I've never been able to pay for dinner. Like, to this day, I've never, like, I, I'll be like, let's go out to dinner for your birthday, Dad. And then, like, he calls the restaurant before we get there and puts his card down. And I'm like, I don't, like, I'm a grown-ass woman. Like, I would love to treat you and Mommy to something. And they're so like, no. They won't let you spoil them at all? Uh, oh, my God, Howard. It's, it, this has been a huge, never, it, never. It, it, what if you said to them, I want to help you with a new house or something? Uh, I want you to. Howard. Howard. Nothing. I cannot stress to you how stubborn they are. Wow. And they're, by the way, they're going to be listening to this going, that's right. She'd take her parents out and be like, yo, dad, I got this one. Like, this is on me. And his energy was like, no, you don't. I'm your dad. When we go out, I got this, right? Obviously, she got buku money. Her parents don't care. And I respected that because my dad is like that. You know, when I finally got to the point where I could buy my dad something, I couldn't wait to take my dad to the steak spot and... Tell them, yo, you get whatever you want. And actually mean it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's times in your life when you say that, but you hope. Please get it. You don't go crazy. You don't go crazy. Yo, dad, you don't want that one. Yo, I heard bad things about that one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look about three down. Three yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We say appetizers. Dad, that's, that's where you feast. But when you finally get that moment of your, your dad, your mom, your grandmother, whomever, whomever took care of you, and you can say whatever you want and mean it. And, yo... That's a beautiful feeling. Like, when I could finally take my dad to um, 
Cowboys game and sit front row and tell them we're going on the field and all that. Like, for me, personally, that's the best feeling in the world. It's better than anything you could ever buy yourself. You know, it's, it's always great to give, but it's even better to give to people who put you in a position where you can even do this, right? Mm-hmm. So I respected that. My dad still fights me to this day. My mom still fights me to this day to get them anything. And I think it'll always be like that. And then I got to thinking a little deeper because in terms of friends, I started thinking to myself, I feel like everybody has three types of friends. One, if you really think about it, you have the friends that are takers. It is what it is. It doesn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. Could be a really good person, could be a good friend, could be somebody you've known for a long time. But if you really sat there and thought to yourself, does this person actually help me elevate in my life? Or is this person somewhat of a bill? Mm-hmm. Not a burden, mm-hmm. but a bill, right? Like if I speak to this person, they normally want something, whatever it is. It could be money, it could be a ride, it could be advice, it could be whatever. It doesn't matter. But they want, right? To the point where if you get a phone call from them, you almost have to go, huh, now what? Right? Mm-hmm. We have those friends. Then I think you have the friends who don't really ask for anything. Um, A lot like her parents in that sense where they just your friend. They don't care what you get, what you have, what you don't have. It never matters. Like, I'm just your friend. Right. You want to go kick it? You want to do whatever? Like, and I've heard people say they have friends for different things, right? Like some friends are Swiss Army knives almost. Those are the really good ones. You know, you want to go out. You need advice. You need a ride. Whatever you need. Like, they got you. But that's rare. Sometimes you have a friend who you know you can call them when you want to go out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a friend who you know you can call them when you need some advice. Sometimes you have a friend who you know you can trust them to watch your kids. Whatever the case. But the friend that I've now discovered that I don't feel like a lot of us have or have ever experienced is not the friend that's the taker. It's not even the friend that never asks for anything. It's the friend that elevates your life. Same thing as the partner that we were just speaking to. Mm -hmm. That friend. Like, I now am in a position where I have a friend specifically who, when this dude calls me, by the time we get off the phone, I done benefited somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I was just in a meeting with so-and-so, and I thought about you because they brought this up, and I was like, mm, that would be fire for Mo. I'm going to connect y'all. Now I got his number. Now we talking, and I'm in a meeting now about to get a little bag. Or friends like, yo, I was out, and I was at this venue, and they was talking about this, and I think it would be perfect. I'm going to set you up with the venue because you should do a show there. Yo, I was out, and I met this woman who's amazing, and she's single, and I thought... That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that can go in a lot of different ways, a lot of different situations, right? I found this vacation. Yo, I know you're looking for a house, so I thought about you. I just saw this open listing. Boom. Like, the small things of the people in your life that they don't take, they don't even not ask. Now, they bring you something. To me, that's the rarest of the three. That's rare. A lot of people got friends who ask for something, pretty much everybody. A lot of people have friends who don't really ask for much. But how many people truly have a friend that they elevate you, they help you, there's a benefit for you in being friends with them? And it's not always like you even looking for it. It's just a simple thought of 
when I call you, I'm not calling you to ask for nothing. I'm not even calling you to just, like, listen to me vent. I'm calling you because I got an extra front row ticket to the Hawks. What you on tonight? Right. You got a friend like that? Yeah. You have friends like that? No, no. Okay, because that's a blessing. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nah, a nah, blessing. Nah, nah. But you do have a friend like that. Mm-hmm. And I just think the older you get, the more you realize that typically all of your friends are going to fall in one of those categories. And if you are the friend who elevates your friends, who literally thinks of your friends that way to where when I call you, you excited to pick up the phone because you might make some money. Mm-hmm. You might, you know what I mean? You might, you might find yourself in a position around people who can help you or whatever. I might have seen a sign or something that said, I know my man need this today. Whatever it is, God bless you. Because those are the friends that truly make the world go round. Those are the friends that remind you to keep going when you need it. Right? It's not always, because a lot of times you don't check on a strong friend, but it's not always the ones that just check in to see how you're doing, but it's the ones that check in ready and willing to help you Mm -hmm. be better than how you're doing, regardless of how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Shout out to that friend. Be that friend. Who's next? All right, quote of the week. I was watching this documentary called uh, God Forbid. It's interesting. It's about um, pretty much president of uh, Liberty University. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife was out here wilding. Oh, that oh, one. They, yeah, that one. Of course it got. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I ain't going to give nothing else away. Watch the doc if you want. But there was a quote in the doc that I simply thought was hilarious, and I had never heard it before. So I was like, that's going to be my quote of the week. But as much as I don't agree with homie and anything he was doing or anything he was saying, he did say that his father told him one time, don't get mad when people tell lies about you. Just be happy that they don't know the truth. <laughs> hey, at least they're not telling the truth Yo, about you. You do what you could tell, though. <laughs> Yo, you don't even have the good stuff, stupid. You out here telling that? And I was wilding way more than that. If only you knew. Oh, 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 oh you should have been friends with me longer. I'd have gave you more to hate on. <laughs> Yo, you left too soon. That's funny. That's hilarious, right? That's funny. Yeah, I was like, see, you always get, like, the quotes that's, like, clean cut. Nah, that's a quote. Nah, like, that's, that's hilarious. Funny. Shout out to that doc. Oh, Killer Sally. You haven't seen Killer Sally. It's on Netflix right now. It's fire. If you don't want a spoiler, this is your moment to walk away. I won't be long. Just fast forward, like, a minute or two. Katie, hmm. she lying or no? Now, look, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> All right, look. Two things can be true, right? I know this is a cop-out, but hear me out. Okay. Two things can be true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I do think he was beating her up. Yeah. I mean, the kid said it. Yeah. And, and He by, put hands on her. He laid hands. We know that. And I don't, they talking about, oh, she was big, too. So what? It don't matter. She was a bodybuilder. Yes, so was he. And he's one of the biggest male bodybuilders in the world. Like, it don't matter, right? Mm-hmm. He can't be putting his hands on her. Now, that's why I was the whole time. Right. And I'm like, oh, nah. Yeah. Like, you putting your hands on her, and she did what she had to do. That's self-defense. Right. A hundred percent. Then the kids came in there, right? Right. And that interrogation room. Oh. That's one of the saddest things I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. When the son was like, Mom, just, you know, you did what you had to do. It's not. Like, the, the, the kid knew the law, like, mm-hmm. like an adult would. Mm-hmm. And I was hurting. 
I was with mom. I wanted to, I wanted to be there with him and hug all three of them, right? Then the friends started talking. Homeboy was ready to move on. Then it came to the case case. So now maybe she couldn't remember. Maybe it was too traumatic. I don't know. But you said you shot that man when he was rushing you. And they proved, the forensics proved that you shot him in the head while he was already on the ground. Because the blood splatter went up into the lamp, mm-hmm. not on the outside. Mm-hmm. I know this is a big man, but she shot him with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody just taking a shotgun to the stomach and then like, oh. You know what I'm saying? It's a shotgun. This ain't a regular gun. You're already down. He's down. Why you shoot him in the head after that? When you got that much built-up anger, maybe. She ain't want him to move on. You don't think that had nothing to do with that new woman? It could have. Which is why I say two things can be true. I do think that a part of it was self-defense because she was afraid of him, which she deserved to be. But then they say she was wilding, too. She was beating people up. She was like that. She was fighting him. They was kind of toxic like that. Mm-hmm. But if you shoot the man in the head while he on the ground and he can't hurt you anymore, uh, maybe he deserved it a little bit. And she murdered him. Cold blood. Touchy, but yeah. I'm saying, like, that's kind of I saw it. I don't, I don't know, man. That was that's a tough one. She shouldn't have got on that stand, though. Definitely shouldn't have got on that like stand. Like the lawyer told her, she shouldn't have got on that stand. And she should have got a lawyer from the jump. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? But then you see, but that's the other thing. You give the shotgun to the neighbor, then you go in there and think now, I don't need lawyers. Too, nah, I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. man. But it's a great documentary. If you haven't seen it, watch it and let us know what you think, because I'm still torn. I need answers. Mm-hmm. Who's next? All right, in closing, I ain't going to lie, this is pretty immature and stupid and silly, but it's hilarious. So I don't care. I'm about to leave the listeners with, what do you call it? A highlight reel of some of the funniest shit that some of the NFL announcers have said. (laughs) Okay. Katie, some of these NFL announcers are out of control. Okay. They be saying some sick shit. It's just hilarious, really. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. Give you something to laugh at while we get up out of here and go do what we got to do. Till next time. Next week, bitches. Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? You have to like when there's a guy coming right in your face and he just sits in there and, and delivers it uh, really well. Yeah, and somebody's going to get that gobbler at the end of this game, too. Oh, that's a big load. He may be short, but he's thick. <laughs> that's that's thick with two seeds. I mean. Just missing 13 and a half. Sooner or later, number 69 will be in your face. All right, in this moment, yo, I was shocked, Katie. You um, you brought up therapy. Yeah. So I know it's obviously something that's been on your mind. And yeah, I was proud of you for even bringing it to the table. But like, how did you even arrive to this moment? It was something that has been bugging me, right? Because I've heard so many times that, yo, Katie, you need to go to therapy. Maybe therapy will help you. And I've always thought, no, I'm good, right? I can handle my problems on my own. But I'm the type of person that whatever is going on in my world, I will bury it. I don't like to sit in my emotion and address it and go through the storm that you need to go through to get to the other side. 
I'll just bury it and be like, it'll be fine. Mm. I don't have to come back to that. Yeah. But it's in the back. Yeah. <laughs> you it, know? It don't go away. And I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Point Counseling Group is going to do a lot of good for our listeners. So if you are looking for some therapy, I think that's somewhere where you should go. All their counselors are trained in addressing traumas, big and small. Port is affirming and inclusive. And Port CEO Miranda will always be your first point of contact. You can actually start out with a free consultation. Just visit portcg.com backslash moment, M-O-E-M-E-N-T. Yeah. 